What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am one of your hosts, Matt. You can follow me on all social media at Matt underscore Gutu. And I'm joined by my other co-host, Caleb. Introduce yourself. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I go by the name of Old Man Mookie on the internet. I'll be around wearing uh wearing sneakers. That's kind of like watching the Lance the Last Dance has reignited my sneaker buying desire by like a million mm. thank goodness i don't have money right now because yeah it'd be problem problematic it'd be problem for all of us but i so actually i think this is a really good thing to talk about but i'm actually gonna pocket this for later uh because i think it'd be a fun surprise discussion to hit you with oh boy but Let's talk about a couple of things that Let's are coming up or have happened. So first of all, shout out to all the nerd moms that are out there. Uh, it should be your day every day, but today is especially that day. So it's all the moms that have birthed nerds to moms that are nerds to the mother of all nerds. We celebrate you. Happy Mother's Day, you nerd. So let's talk about uh, really quick. Who are some of our favorite fictional moms that we've ever come across? Um, or mom types. Real talk. One of my favorite scenes in the entire series. Uh, Bakugo's mom. <laughs> yes. Heck yes. yeah. His dad is such like a mild mannered accountant. Like he's just like trying to chill. <laughs> like invites everybody in. Hey, you guys want some water? You got lemonade. You got sweet tea in the back. I'll get you guys yeah. whatever you, you want. You knew his mom had a. You know his mom had a wild adolescence, bro. <laughs> wild. She was out here, wilding. Um, <laughs> but like the scene where she's just like she like literally just like turns like you see her being wild with Bakugo and she turns to um, Aizawa and it's like, yeah, he's a knucklehead. But he's my son. Make sure you take care of him, or else. And I'm just like, eat. Yeah. Uh, you know she. I, I wonder if she was a hero and what she did if she was like. That'd be really dope. What about you? Mm -hmm. Um. In terms of like favorite fictional moms, I I think I would. Just because I've been rewatching it recently, I would I would chalk it up to Kushina Uzumaki. Facts. Facts, big yeah, facts. She's the red hot habanero. Probably the funniest nickname they could have gave her, but I yeah, that she doesn't have. She definitely has to be up there, especially considering Naruto's an OG show. Yeah, uh, and um, never mind, can't say that. And glad you caught yourself. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I want to say something, but I'm like, yeah, we're just not gonna say that. Um, let's talk about yeah. There aren't a lot of shows with uh. It's almost like reverse psychology. Like in the U.S., it's like oh, deadbeat dads. In anime, it's just like the mother doesn't exist. You, your well, mother's, your well, mother I, is dead. Still, <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I think it's more so both parents are gone, but there's still that thing of anime dads just aren't. No, never there, never there. The MC has to have both parents dead, or the dad's just non-existent oh but like think about it like it's either like yeah your dad is on an adventure your mom is dead that's like that's how it is like full metal alchemist your dad is gone your mother eviscerated mm. Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, we have no clue what happened to Yugi's parents we just know grandpa 
this is also true. Digimon, we literally have never seen a single parent in any episode of Digimon. That is a lie. I can only speak for OG Digimon and Digimon Frontier. Digimon Frontier, you see the parents in the very beginning episodes, and then they show them uh, in the later episodes, some in flashbacks and stuff like that. There's a whole storyline to it. Uh, But in OG Digimon, and then the second season of OG Digimon, they had their parents because their parents are then at a later point introduced to the Digimon and they're just chilling uh, at the okay, house. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, shout yes. out to Ash's mom. Special shout out to Ash's mom. She's yes. Okay, Ash never aged. She never aged. So, but she's cuddling up with Professor Oak somewhere. <laughs> Listen, we all know it's the facts. Don't, 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 don't. The evidence is right in front of your eyes, guys. Don't, don't look away. Just acknowledge it. Yes. Other anime this, this moms. This isn't Pokemon game. <laughs> Other anime moms. That's tough. Uh, shout out to Midoriya's mom. She's a, she, she's top tier. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved that painting where someone imagined her as a hero. Uh, yes. That was tough. That was top tier. Um, shout out uh, Western anime, but Sok and Katara's mom and Avatar. Big, 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 big shout out to her. Shout out to Toph being a, like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, shout out to yeah, like Toph is really an OG, like General Toph as well as Grandma mm. Toph. Um, she was she was she was a critical part of why Book Two and Three were really good for Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. At least for me. Yeah, uh, she did, especially in Book Three after the whole thing with uh, Ahmad and dealing with the whole poisoning thing and getting Cora back onto her feet. She she was huge. I think that might actually have been season four, that particular part. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, but guys, tweet at us at Eman Podcast. Tell us some of your favorite uh, anime moms and uh, or other fictional moms because I know some people uh, like Anakin's mom, Shmi. Shmi Skywalker. Shout mm-hmm. out to her. Shout out to Padme. Padme. Shout out to Leia. No shout out to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Leia. She her kid is literally a main antagonist for two thirds of the sequels. Yeah, I was like, bro, like she she tried her best, bro. Sorry, I should say two and two and three quarters. Two three quarters of a third. That that's better. Of the sequels. Well, he, he no, are we really? So he wasn't attacking stuff until like the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. But then what about in the second movie of the, the, the second movie of the third trilogy where he's not really an antagonist for a little while because he and uh, well, Ray, he's, still, he's still playing. He's still playing. the He's playing the long game. He he wants to destroy the current balance to create something new. Yeah, but then we find out what he was trying to do the whole time was the right thing. Come on, you know what I'm talking oh, about. You know she's the right thing. So, but the, literally the, the right thing in the wrong manner or in the wrong timing is still wrong, right? I mean, you're not wrong. Now, I, I get there's the whole place behind it and it's like oh there's still this underlying good in you the entire time I get that 
but still, he was posed as an antagonist for most of the sequels. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm not gonna hold you on that one. Um, but yeah. Also, shout out to Marty, Marty McFly's mom. Also, Facts. all three Back to the Futures are on Netflix as of right now. Lit lit. Um, shout out to all the Netflix moms. Uh, Rainbow from Blackish. <laughs> um, Joya from Black AF. Um, shout out to Parents on Stranger Things. All the parents on Stranger Things because y'all have struggled literally. Every single mom on Stranger Things, we thank you. Y'all have been through it. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to any parent that survived Attack on Titan. <laughs> right? Gosh. But real quick, because things are starting to return to some sort of normalcy. Mm. We see that in the sense of sports are coming back. Yes, sir. I watched a UFC fight with no one in the stands, and it was honestly, like, legitimately one of the best fights, fight cards I've seen in a very long time. There was there was probably 20 people in that entire stadium max. That's including camera crew, judges, mm -hmm. medical staff. Like, it was amazing because, like, usually, like, in a UFC fight, if there's a really hard hit, you would still hear it. Bro, you heard every single hit. And there was one particular mm. hit. Some dude got kicked in the leg, and it sounded like a shotgun went off. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but uh, the, the fights were great last night. Shout out to Justin Gaethje for um, securing the interim title and now gets a fight to f get a chance to fight Khabib Lumino Grigov. Um, shout out to Francis Ngannou for um literally eviscerating his enemy with one punch um mm, it was just a great fight man. card yeah literally one punch man he he missed like three or four punches but the one punch that did hit laid his right. like laid the guy out it was great 20 second fight win 20 seconds so and that seems to be the the future for a lot of these sports going on they're they're going to be broadcasting without fans in the stand just uh still maintain social distancing and getting back to uh for a lot of these because yes a lot of us the common folk are watching this for entertainment but a lot of these people this is their job and yep. they have to return to their job at some point in time yeah so uh, nascar is going to be one of the first sports to return uh with no stands mm -hmm. that's going to be interesting i mean i already don't notice any fans in nascar so that'd be interesting to watch I'm surprised you're awake to even notice anything. <laughs> Bro, I, I never notice it. It's just like on as I'm on my way to something else, so I notice it in passing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm excited for F1 to return, though, and Formula E. Formula E is basically F1 sports racing for strictly mm -hmm. electric vehicles. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so Formula E is really cool. I know uh, MLS started having players doing individual training sessions, so they'll... How they're looking to kick off sometime in June, I believe. So are they going to play a full uh, season? Shortened season, abbreviated season, elongated season? That, Have that, they talk, talked about how they're going to do it? That's still in question uh, for MLS, at least. I know because uh, they were just at the start of the season when everything hit. There were only like two or three match days in. Mm. So they still have a lot of – so they, they run usually till November. Now, in previous seasons, they had an elongated playoffs that pushed it to like the beginning of December. So I think mm -hmm. they're still fine if they just pick up at the last match day they left off. It should still put them in the same time frame that they're used to. 
um, versus like ending in like early November, mid November. So I think they should be good with that. Uh, NBA is the one I'm most intrigued about how they're going to handle. Because right now it should be in the middle of playoffs. Should be. Like, honestly, we should be winding down. We're looking at maybe one team is getting ready to wrap up their game five, move into the finals. Well, one team is already in the finals and we're waiting for the other team to finish and we're getting ready for the finals. I feel like if like we're, this is like finals time. Um, well, and, I, th- I think they'd still. I think they might be. Uh, Eastern and Eastern and Western rap- conference finals. The, yeah, yeah, they might be starting those. I believe. If the time frame's right. Yeah. Well, I miss basketball. Um, thankfully, I haven't had to miss it as much. Shout out to ESPN for doing the right thing and releasing the Last Dance documentary early. We are getting. Two more parts tonight. I think it ends tonight. I think it's only part seven and eight that are okay. Seven and eight, yeah. Seven and eight tonight, and then next week we get nine and ten. Ugh, I'm excited. Um, Mm -hmm. If you are, if if you if you did notice, I mentioned earlier that I've been wearing my sneakers. If you notice, the bread elevens are right there. Um, The price has gone up on those um, significantly, um, which we've kind of noticed. The shoe that's most prominent in the ne- in the in the, the current week's episode of Last Dance just sees a spike on StockX, Goat, whatever. So uh, if you don't already have a pair, don't try to buy them right now. It's not going to work out in your favor. Right now, the uh, the Fire Red Fives are are selling like hotcakes. Somebody just sold a pair of Fire Red Fives for seven hundred and eight dollars. What? Yeah. Bro, I wish I still had my OG pair. I would have cashed all the way out, but that's a different story right. for a different day. What other yeah. sports are coming back, Matt? Uh, MLB, I think, is still talking to their players' uh, union about when they're wanting to come back because they were supposed to have their opening day last month or end of March, and obviously everything happened. Um, I think they might be the easiest to assimilate just because – well. It can either be the easiest or hardest just because I have so many games and it's constantly moving. Um, but I don't know how they're going to do that because they run from April, what, April to October because October is when the World Series happens. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, a lot of international soccer because that's more of my forte. They are coming back this weekend as well. They're going to be uh resuming without fans as well Some so they're just gonna, are they gonna, are they going to pick up where they left off or or straight up just yeah it sounds like they're going to pick up where they left off uh some are so, so some leagues have already canceled others are looking to pick back up and are expecting to end probably in mid june cuz at this point their season was almost over they only had like 8 to 10 more games left Gotcha. And and for what it sounds like, they are they talks are they aren't going to be doing forty five minute halves, so they'll be doing less than that. And they're also going to be allowing up to five substitutions per game, which is normally three for professional soccer. Why would the substitutions now change? Oh, fatigue. Yeah. 
Because gotcha. a lot of like, yes, you can do workouts at home, but a lot of these people haven't been keeping up with the professional training regimen that they have day in and day out. So there's higher cause for player fatigue. Um, so they're allowing for more substitution, spending as much time out there. And also considering that the next wave of COVID could hit at any point in time. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Rule changes due to um, athletic conditions or whatever. Does now... As as you are an unabashed, unashamed Barcelona fan. Yes. I, by default, by choice, and through pure luck, have ended up being a royal, loyal fan of Old Trafford and Manchester United. I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm here. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. Listen, I, it's like one of those things. It's like, I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm here. I like it here. It's comfortable. It's nice outside. I'm not gonna complain. We have like we're like coasting on legacy a little bit. We have like mm-hmm. some new heat, but like we can't like we're injury cursed, fam. I feel yeah. like anyone who steps in Old Trafford wearing a red jersey just automatically loses an ACL. Like you step in you, <laughs> your your foot just touches the pitch and your ACL just disappears. I like yeah. Martial uh who else? Um, Martial's uh, out. Rashford. Rashford's out. Um, I know. Pogba's out. Yeah, He's gone. Pogba's been out yeah. for a long time. Um, yeah, but there seems to be a lot of string of injuries. Um, I, I legitimately think they need to redo the pitch. Just redo the pitch because something is not working. Is it that or just like, training? I think, tr- honestly, I think training and overuse. That's like my legit concern is training and overuse like because and it's only exacerbated by, hey, we want to use our good players, but then a good player gets hurt. So the amount of like usage gets transferred to our other good players. Well, they're taking on their already heavy load and now they have to bear Mm -hmm. the weight of their co-star being down which just more stress, more fatigue, more playing time wears on their body over time. They get injured. And now we've got a Jamook who hasn't played uh, <laughs> Premier League soccer in four years coming off the bench as a starting 11. Now now he looks like he's never seen a soccer ball in his life. Sorry, I'm getting a little frustrated. <laughs> it's, been, yeah, it's, been a lot, it's been a long couple of years. Um, but does that, getting back to my original point after my long sidetrack, does having five substitutions when forever you've had three change the way you manage your players, the way you manage your team, the way you manage the game? Oh, 110%. Because uh, you're familiar with how college soccer is handled right now, right? Uh, a little bit, but no. You go ahead and explain it. College soccer is essentially like how you play soccer in high school. Substitute whenever, and when you come off the pitch, you still have the possibility of going back on. Of course that changes how you – like play the game because you're thinking about oh if i take this person out i can give them a breather they can just go back on because they've been playing phenomenally or you just leave them on however however coaches want to handle it that's their decision i know there are rule changes going into ncaa to be aligned more with the professional route of having limited substitutions but as of right now i believe they still do have the unlimited rule uh so having those extra pairs because they're uh with the Euro, I believe it was the Euro, 
uh, that recently happened. And even with the World Cup, I think maybe the World Cup might have um, had this in play. They actually added an additional substitution that you can use when you get to extra time. So you had the three, and then you get one more if you hit extra time that you can throw on there. So that already kind of like plays into how um, coaches are thinking. Um, if they want to change out sub keepers, they can for penalties. Uh, or if they want to pick and pull people like out of attack, out of mid, out of defense, it, it really does change the flow and how you think about things. And it gives you a bit more options as well. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, that makes perfect sense. I'm just like, okay. Teams that have been basically playing styles. Like, I feel like the rule change, having five substitutions instead of three, benefits more aggressive teams better than it does maybe more defensive-focused teams, right? Because if your team is kind of, um, like, plays, like, a more defensive style, you let the offense come to you, you have really good defense, you wear the offense down, and then you kind of march the ball down the, the pitch and then yeah. score. Having more attackers come after you kind of wears on your deep. I feel like it's it it it, it wears on your defenses more often mm-hmm. because now if you have two if you have to account for two more substitutions in a 90-minute game, that you might have to bring in a defender that is not as adequately equipped. Let's say they save one of their best attackers for a late game substitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your best defender has been on most of the game and they're, they're just worn out from defending. Mm-hmm. If you have to switch your best defender off and they now bring on one of their best attackers, I feel like that benefits the like teams. Um, Hot Spurs were super heavy on the attack for a while, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you I say that? Say, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, most of these changes uh, are, are only going to be implemented up until the end of 2020, just because a lot some of these, especially like Champions League, Champions League is still going to continue. And so they're planning to have their final probably around like July, late July, early August which is about the time frame where the next season will be starting. So a lot of these players are having an early break that should be their summer break or whatever you want to call it internationally and they're going to be playing a lot more a lot more games towards the back half of this uh, to the back half of the year. So less less game time per game and more substitutions just to help players with physicality and not uh, subjecting themselves to uh, super strenuous conditions amid all the COVID concerns. Yeah, so it'd be super interesting. Uh, somebody was like, watching the NBA Finals in an empty gym is going to be like watching them play at Lifetime Fitness. And I was like, <laughs> honestly, those games kind of go hard in the paint. I wouldn't mind right. watching that. Um, yeah. It's summer like, League is it's gone. Like at this point, like watching Lifetime Fitness basketball is just like, He's like, I don't know, Bob. Larry probably could take Michael Jordan in his prime. <laughs> oh, man. Anyone who thinks that has lost his mind. Anyway, um, yeah, Summer League should be starting for us basketball fans. Uh, Summer League is something we can't lose um, for a couple of reasons. A, Summer League 
is where we see some of the young talent get to really flourish. Um, not necessarily in the NBA Summer League, because that's for like rookies and recruits and some people who are maybe in the D League who have two-way contracts, 10-day contracts. That's where they get to show out in Summer League. Uh, Lonzo Ball made a huge splash in Summer League and killed it. His brother, LaMelo Ball, I think is going to be a dominant NBA star for a long time. He doesn't have the physicality or the size, but the boy knows how to pass and can Speaking shoot. Of which, from... did, you see, did you see that video of Lonzo? No, what did Lonzo do? Pumping to the gym. Oh, no, stop it, Lonzo. Lonzo and to... Literally, everyone, everyone's crucifying him as like, bro, I would have thought a professional athlete had better lifting uh, technique than that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like literally everyone's slandering him like, Especially my favorite one was from these uh, college softball players. She's like, me and my teammates could uh, outlift Lonzo with that technique. <laughs> Say what you want, man. The man's an NBA player. Uh, he really yeah, is. He really yeah. is. LaMelo is going to be in the league this year. I think he's I think he's going to go number one. I don't think he's going to be a bust at all. I think he's got to go to the right team, though. I don't want him to. Like, LaMelo can't go to the Spurs. LaMelo Ball cannot go to the Spurs. He could go to a Boston. He could go to a uh Oklahoma City. He could go to Houston. It wouldn't do him any good to be in Houston, but his style of play would fit. Especially when James Harden comes off, you put Lonzo in, the pace doesn't have to slow down. Um so I'd be excited to see Lonzo play summer ball. Um, in addition to summer ball, we also have different summer leagues. We have the summer league. We've got the three-on-three tournament. Um, I'm just looking for any kind of basketball we can get at this point because uh, I'll just say this. The Lakers got off to a hot season. There was a lot yes. of speculation that the Lakers weren't going to win the NBA Finals this year. And that was only reaffirmed after uh, the late Kobe Bryant passed and – LeBron publicly came out and said, "I got to put it on my back and do it for Kobe." Now, 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 now they're actually going for it. Um, and the scary part is, most NBA players have been playing video games, going out for Taco Tuesdays. Uh, LeBron has still kept up his Taco Tuesday routine, but he never stopped working out. Mm-hmm. On the off chance that they would get back into the games with or without fans. LeBron has been working out the entire season. That's terrifying to think. As a Boston Celtics fan, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Real talk, I love Jason Tatum. I love our boys. I don't know what anyone is going to do to face that man. Now, here's the benefit. No one's been playing. So all the people who have been hurt have had a chance to heal. You know yes. what that means? Steph Curry's had a chance to heal. Clay Ooh. Thompson's had a chance to heal. But here's, here's a question. Do you do you think Warriors have a chance to make it to the playoffs? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 on it's yes, the Warriors have a chance to make it to the playoffs. It's not even a question. But that's all I just that's all I want to know. No, it's it's foregone. It's a it's foregone conclusion. They're making it to the playoffs. Like with Clay and Steph back, yes, they're making it to the playoffs. They need another big man. Um and it can't be Draymond. Draymond uh, needs to calm down, honestly. Stop talking a little bit and uh, just play yeah. basketball. Uh, but the biggest superstar missing from the NBA lineup due to the Achilles snap 
um, and is now on another team. It's Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Not only has Kevin Durant had a chance to heal, he is point guard, leader of the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving has also had a chance to heal. I don't know if you know this, but Kyrie Irving's been playing hurt or semi-hurt for a consecutive six years. Mm. All of these human beings who've been hurt have had a chance to heal. Now, I'm not sure how soon the season gets back, but what do you think the NBA landscape looks like with a healthy Kyrie, a healthy KD, a healthy Westbrook, a healthy Harden, a healthy Clay, a healthy Steph, a healthy LeBron, and a healthy Zion. Can I uh, can I say something controversial on this podcast? Ooh, let's do it. I think with everything that you've stated in front of me, with all the facts that are out there, and what I know about basketball, you're asking me what I think of the landscape. I think the landscape looks a lot like uh, U.S. shooting statistics. <laughs> Shooters everywhere. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! That's good. Yeah, you're absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's that's honestly the perfect. Yeah, no, just just good luck, good luck, all you defensively focused teams. I pray for you. Like so, I am, I am terrified of facing. Like again, as a Boston Celtics fan, I'm terrified to face the Brooklyn Nets. Terrified. Kyrie and KD on the same team? Yikes. Mm. So, real quick, you're, you're talking about getting all the basketball you can get or trying to grab on to all the basketball you can get. Earlier this week, there was something that popped up on the internet that I think is worth mentioning. The greatest game of basketball that could probably ever happen. Mm, tag me. Someone by the name of Jimmy Mitchell, mm-hmm. who does graphic design for the Chicago Bulls. Oh yeah, I've seen this. I've Shout seen this. To him. Shout I've seen this. I've so, seen this. Got got to give credit to the artist because uh, we support made, creatives out here, right? Made this poster of a basketball game, Friends versus the Office. I want to see if I can pull it up. So, for those of you that are watching this video, you can see it like right here. There we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Versus the office. Who do you think wins that game? The office. So crazy enough, because the whole point is, I I noticed a couple of things. You notice Stanley's on the bench. Stanley looks like the coach. I can get oh, behind that. That's a good point. Stanley coaching is a good point. That's tough. But I don't see Kevin. You're right. You're right. Also, someone pointed out another thing. Are the warehouse guys on the team? That's a very good point. That's a very good. I don't see any of the warehouse guys. So it looks like it's a three-on-three game. Looks like we've got Coach Stanley. Um, Well, it should be a three-on-three, but Joey is in the back hitting on Pam. You're right. So Joey is officially eliminated by the cheerleading squad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ross... Is Garden Michael? Jim is coming off the pick against. Is that Phoebe? Tells you how much I know about friends. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Phoebe. And Dwight is 
honestly setting the the greatest box out I have ever seen <laughs> in my entire life against Chandler. <laughs> oh man, this is tough. Because this like is, I, I my man I, my man Ross I, is on him. My man Ross is on And look at him. and I just want I want you guys to just look at this real quick. My boy Michael Scott just zoned in. So he looks like he's like he's look like look look at if you so look at that picture, right? Look at his foot, not his his right foot. He looks like he's about to hit that man with a nasty spin cycle move, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Honestly. I, so so crazy thing. So if you're looking at this, I just love all the details. So once again, uh Jimmy Mitchell, uh at hometown underscore designs. A design on Instagram and Twitter. He did this phenomenal work. All the details that go into this. If you look at his right shoe, uh, Michael Scott, it has world's best boss written on there. A word? Let me see. Yo, it really does. That's wild. And there's just like all these small, neat little, little details that are in there i just love everything about this yeah and they've got the little something pizza shop central perk yeah like oh, man look at this thunder mifflin paper company is a sponsor man this is this, this is really good i i love this i love everything about this so guys make sure you check out uh Jimmy Mitchell again at hometown underscore design. He made it. Uh, I love, I just love this and tweeted us. Let us know who you think would win in that basketball face off. And what factors do you present with that evidence? So friends versus the office. Again, I, w- I would say based on the fact that it's, it's inferred uh, that Jim played college basketball. I'm gonna go with the office, right? Because Jim could really hoop. Like Jim, Jim could, Jim could really hoop. Jim, Jim, Jim could really, really hoop. And not for nothing, Dwight's not that bad. I have played with worse players than Dwight Schrute on the <laughs> basketball court. I have been I a worse, yeah. I have been a worse player in, at points in my life. I've been worse than Dwight Schrute. Yeah. Also, we don't know if the warehouse guys are joining in. Plus, we don't know who else they would have added for the friends team. I don't watch friends, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. Anyways. Uh yeah, so let us know th- who 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 you would think would win. So I, all this and I have a question for you. This is this is all leading up to this ultimate question that I told you I was gonna ask you. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. In your life, at any point in your life, this is just a general purpose question. Just trying to get some feedback on this. Would you ever consider, or do you currently have a burner account on mm. any platform? Uh, first things first, I like to plead the fifth. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna call my lawyer. Um, and based on uh, the advice from my lawyer, anything I say. In this podcast cannot be used as evidence to prove against me. So we're gonna go ahead and use the uh the patented allegedly 
<laughs> by the patented <laughs> Podfathers, Jesus and Merle. Allegedly, at some point in my life, around 2011, 2012, I mm-hmm. had two burner accounts, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, one on Instagram and one on Twitter. Again, allegedly. Right. Uh, it was a good time. That's all I'll say. <laughs> so, allegedly, would this be used just to, like, scoop up information on people or just to be reckless without people knowing? Bro, reckless without people knowing, eh? Mm-hmm. Creep game on a thousand. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. Like, <laughs> just, again, allegedly, the creep game was on a thousand. I was allegedly out here being reckless on Twitter. Right. Um, so, I say this because I just think it's funny always thinking about uh, Kevin Durant, his burner account situation. I wonder if he still has that burner account. He has to. He has to have a new one. Not the same one, but he has one. Yeah, he probably sure. has a new one. I wonder how many wonder- other how many other superstars have burner accounts that just haven't been disclosed like, and how many of them I, were pissed when Kevin Durant got caught right I'm thinking about does Draymond Green have a burner account 100% that's no, what I'm wh- thinking about 100% he has one does Draymond Green have one James Harden does he have one I'm thinking about does Neymar have a burner account probably These are just questions I, I feel like Neymar just doesn't care like my man showed up yeah. to the game 30 minutes late wearing a leather jacket yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you show up 30 minutes late to a 90 minute game and it's not like you show up suited and booted you showed up in the leather Balenciaga jacket mm-hmm. I hear that uh, so allegedly I would have a burner account it would be used to be reckless in a different universe but I don't so, we'll leave it at that. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on burner accounts? Let us know. Yeah, if you were to currently, again, if you were to currently have a burner account today in this day and age, allegedly, not saying that you do or that you would or that you even think about it because you're an upstanding citizen, what would you use it for? Like, not in the past or in the future. If you had one right now, what would you use it for? Are there, are there any parameters set on? Nope. No, any social platform? media. Doesn't matter. Any social media platform. It can do anything. can go anywhere. And it can never be traced to you. That's, I would, that's the only stipulation. I, it's on any platform you want. You can only have one, but it can. it's only on one social media platform, and it can never be traced back to you. I would what have, would you use it for? I, I would have a burner on Twitter just so I can have a page uh, that becomes like one of those meme pages or troll pages and just like pops off. And like I literally just go there, tweet whatever, and then hop off, and I just like go to my other account. Yeah, I would I would definitely have it on Twitter, and I it'd be one of those things where I tweet something on my actual page, and then tweet what I really wanted to tweet on my burner page. Go back to my actual page, go to my burner page, and like that tweet. <laughs> See, but things like yeah, it could never, it could never, it could never attract to me. Do that in the, you can't do that in the beginning though. Of course not. Because if you think about the starting phase of that, not many people are following your burner account at this point in time. So if you're just going back and retweeting everything or liking everything, yeah. you're just like, oh, 
who's like, what is this? This looks exactly like the tweet Caleb sent out. Exactly. <laughs> is this Caleb's burner account? Yeah, no, of course. Like, I wouldn't real. I would like every single. That's like, that's like. The, there was one time I actually tweeted myself and replied. It was on total accident. <laughs> I it was it was back in '09. I was still trying to figure Twitter out. My boy tweeted me, and I clicked on the tweet to reply. But then when his name popped up, I thought it said, "What's your Twitter name?" And I was like, "Oh, that's not my Twitter name." So I deleted his name out to tweet, put my own tweet in, put my own Twitter name in there, and then continued oh, to reply. So, and then he, he texted me, he was like, look at this man, Mookie, just ignoring me, replying to himself. <laughs> I was like, bro, my bad. I don't know how this thing works. But yeah, I've been on Twitter since 08, so I guess I'm technically one of the OGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody tried to come at me. It was like, oh, I'm the only, I'm the oldest Mookie on Twitter. I'm like, bro, you might be the oh. oldest by age, but I've been here since 08. Yeah, he had to, he had to back down. He had to back down like, after yes, that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I didn't really start using Twitter appropriately until 2011, and I really didn't start going off on Twitter until 2015. But it's been a good time. I would definitely yes. have a Twitter burner. Yes. And if I did, it definitely at this point in time would not be public. Oh, absolutely not. Now, if you could write a show, any show, what would it be? Rom-com, sitcom, TV I've drama, documentary. And we're gonna stay away from an- we're we're gonna stay away from animes and mangas and comic books. We're gonna write a TV show. Oof, because I was thinking about if I would write an anime. I, I know what I'd write if I. Yeah, let's do that on an episode because I have a whole anime planned out in my head. But we'll do that next episode. If I were to do a show, I, uh, I would definitely what I would definitely watch something that uh, want to make something more mockumentary style. But uh, I'd say more sitcom than actual mockumentary, and I definitely want it to be kind of like Community. I know that for a fact. Yeah, but I don't know what exactly it would be. Uh, I've been watching a bunch of Kenya Burris's TV shows. Uh, great director, by the way. Blackish, grownish, mixedish, uh, and then has Black AF on Netflix. I've been talking about it nonstop. If I were to make a TV show, it would be in the style of Black AF. Um, <clears throat> it'd be called just Sneakerhead, and it would be <clears throat> about. It would kind of be like the mockumentary style of my day to day. If I, as a sneakerhead, just live my daily life as a sneakerhead, but the premise of the show is that I'm a sneakerhead who owns a sneaker store. That's the show I would write. Okay. And I think it's be interesting. Yeah, because like, like every show has to have a shtick. The Office was, you know, everyday life in the Office, so it's just like sneakerhead interactions. But like you have to have like I own a sneaker store and it's just kind of like you sit down and the TV comes on it's like oh I'm gonna talk to his camera like yeah yeah, yeah. my name is Old Man Mook and uh I collect sneakers and then it's like the flashback highlight reel of all the sneakers my my coming up as a sneaker head blah 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 and then it's just like interactions on Twitter talking about sneakers not losing out to a bot on a 6 a.m. campout. Uh, driving across mm-hmm. state to go to a convention and getting robbed for sneakers, having to chase down a kid who sold you a pair of fake sneakers, just stuff like that. Just 
stuff that'd okay. be interesting to sneakerheads, but probably not the general public. But it'd definitely be more of a comedy. Well, I guess mockumentaries are always comedies. Yeah, I I would definitely I would that's something I would watch just for pure laughs, uh, just to see like what it how that experience plays out. Um, speaking of, I talked about comedy earlier. Earlier this week, the gang got back together. Yes, they did, and including Gambino, Donald Glover, minus Chevy Chase, but we're not too upset about that. Uh, at least I'm not. They got together and they did a special podcast, The Darkest Timeline, that is run by or hosted by Joel McHale and Ken Jeong. And they are also doing a script reading that is going to go up on May 18th. I'm excited. And I'm for super that. excited about that because Dan Harmon has Dan Harmon and the Russos have been saying that there's a lot of important and positive talk behind the movie still happening. So, six seasons in a movie, from what it sounds like, is happening, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Do you think maybe this is kind of their special way of announcing the movie? I think we will get some sort of confirmation at the end of this script reading or somewhere in this where they will... Either so, I think they'll either a come flat on say, "Hey guys, the movie's already in the works. This is what we're shooting for," or they're going to be like, "Hey guys, we're confirmed to have a movie." That's all we can say at this point in time. Yeah, or or rather, not like say confirm it. They're just like, "Hey guys, a little birdie told us that, and a movie is happening." Yeah, I wonder if just like they do the whole, they play out the whole darkest timeline, and then the movie is them having to go into the future to fix the timeline, and they retroactively fix the ending of the six series. They retroactively fix the ending of season six. Huh? That would be interesting. Again, guys, we have the talent. We've got the vision. We know the content. Just give us a chance to write the script, bro. We are ready. We are ready. Always. You got any more content for the people, Matt? No, nope, I think that's all I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's a short, short pod today. You know, got it out of here. Uh, make sure you uh, say hi to your moms. Those of you who haven't had an opportunity to, not everyone does. So say hi to your mom. Tell you love her. Give her some flowers if you forgot. Give her flowers on Monday. Be like, oh, what? You thought I forgot? No, I was playing the game. Plus, you know, coronavirus. All the flowers are sold out. So I got these special <laughs> order from Amazon. They came in late. Whoa, whoa. Listen, I'm giving you game. I'm giving you game right now. I'm giving right. you game. Like, Free game. The, the podcast going to go up by like sometime in early afternoon, early morning. Oh, yeah, time, yeah. It'll... Yeah, you hear the pod. Like... You still got you still got chance to make moves by 9 p.m. Right. <laughs> Caller, let her know. Uh, but guys, thanks for listening. You can follow us on all social media at Eman Podcast, Facebook.com, backslash even more about nothing. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. So you can jump onto our website, whitenoisestudio.com slash Eman. And there's a form out there where you can drop in, say hi to us. If you want to leave us uh, your unfiltered, 
thoughts on a certain topic or suggest new topics for us to cover. Oh, we got a go forum? Go ahead and leave it there. Yeah, we do. Not Dropped. a forum. I said form. Okay. I thought we had, I, I thought I we had a forum. forum. No, we don't have a forum. This, I, is, this is not Reddit. I was about to say, we got <laughs> forums up in here. Let's go. But we not, this isn't this isn't my space. So, anyways, but we're also available on all podcast platforms. So like, rate, and review us. Share us with your friends. We love hearing from you guys. Absolutely, this is a uh, always a pleasure to come here and just talk about the things that are important to us um, with you. And you guys have been supporting us since day one. So it'd be astute of us to just give you an opportunity to speak back to us. Let us give you the chance to help create the show so tweet at us email us get us hit at get at us on the website uh we will get back to you um and we're just going to continue to create um uh, episode two bonus points if anyone is is bonus points if anyone's bold enough to to throw in their burner account at us facts <laughs> and if you want to come be on the show and you know we just we, that honestly that's a podcast i want to create burner accounts I, I there's so many podcasts i want to create no, just call it Burn Notice, except not the show. <laughs> it's a pretty good show. I watched the first four seasons like as it came out on TV, back when you had to wait a week and a half for a single episode. Uh, but yeah, uh, get at us. We'll do something fun. Episode 200 is rapidly approaching. Uh, we have mm-hmm. no clue what we're going to do yet, but we're going to do something. Right, Matt? So, Oh, yeah, for sure we're doing something. That's only like six episodes away. What would you guys like to see on episode 200? Let us yes. know in the comment section below on this video. Tweet at us on Twitter. Get at us on Instagram. And definitely get us on the website in the form, not the form. Yeah. Or if there's any guests you want us to bring back or introduce for episode 200. Yes. Maybe. Ooh. Just maybe. The Blummet, maybe. We'll see. We'll see about that. We'll see how the state of COVID is. Or maybe we'll have a special surprise for you guys. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Uh, I go by the name of Old Man Mookie on the internet. This is my co-host, gracious and humble as always. His name is Mateo, and his internet names are? You can follow me at Matt underscore YouTube. I've been thinking about turning that into my uh, more active public personal burner and then making a professional one that is completely removed from it. Oh, man, it's always a good time being with you, Matt. Always a good time sharing the content with the peoples. I'm going to go ahead and listen to the Joe Budden podcast and read my psychology textbooks that's buried somewhere in here. You're going to have to run that back one time because you're you're literally just like passing the mic and it's just catches in and out almost as if someone is trying to go on a merry-go-round and <laughs> talk to you, but it only catches one part of it. <laughs> Yeah, long story short, I got dummy homework to do, so I'm going to be here listening to the Joe Button and doing homework all night. Hmm. You know what I'm not going to be doing? That. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anyone ever tells you to go to grad school, you need to look that person in the face and consider if they really love you or not. <laughs> if someone tells you to go to grad school? Yeah. Okay, cool, because you know where I stand. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's been a good podcast. You guys have a wonderful evening, and we will talk to you next time.